This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, discipline toolkit in your home. Well, hello, listeners. I'm so happy you are here for a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I'm your host, Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach. And I'm really excited to have Hunter Clark Fields on the show today from Mindful Mama Mentor. We are talking about the importance of curiosity as parents. And this conversation um, was just really, really good. So I'm going to take you take a moment just to tell you a little bit about Hunter before before we jump into this episode. So Hunter Clarkfields is a mindful mama mentor. She's the creator of the Mindful Parenting Course, host of the Mindful Mama podcast, and widely followed author of the best-selling book Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confident kids. She started blogging and podcasting about parenthood when her kids were babies and believes that it's not enough to just know the right way to respond. It takes inner work to reduce our biological stress response so that we can access our more loving, thoughtful selves. At a time when parents worry about internet influence, kids' anxiety, and avoiding helicopter parenting, Hunter shares the new path to changing generational patterns and raising confident kids. She helps parents get their kids to listen without losing their ish, bringing more calm and peace into their daily lives. She's a certified mindfulness teacher with over 20 years of experience, you guys, in meditation practices and has taught mindfulness to thousands worldwide. And most importantly, she's a mama to two active daughters who she says challenge her every day to hone her craft. So you guys have been requesting for a long time that we get Hunter on the show. Some of my team members actually uh, shared with me that before they found Fresh Start Family, they actually found this type of work, you know, gentle, connected, respect-based parenting. Um, They found Hunter first and they fell in love with this work through Hunter. So it's just really, really special that we have, you know, are able to have Hunter on the show and that we're finally making this happen. And what's even cooler is that, you know, just as cool, I should say, is we got to record an episode for Hunter's show also the Mindful uh, Mama podcast, um, we spoke about discipline. She had she inter- interviewed me for her show. So I'll make sure I let you guys know when that comes out. Uh, but we just really um, had a great conversation about curiosity, and I'm, I'm just so excited for you guys to listen. So speaking of um, making sure you're always informed of when new podcast episodes come out, and then when I'm on other wonderful educator Uh, shows like Hunter shows, Hunter show, I usually share it through the email list. I also share on social. So make sure you're you're following me over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy. That's where I'm the most active. I do a lot of teaching, um, giving short little tidbits of information um, and education for free over there. But a lot goes down through email, you guys. I send out weekly encouragement tips. I send out notifications of when we have new podcast episodes for the Fresh Start Family Show. And then like, 
like I said, I'll let you guys know when I am on a show that I just feel like we had a really good conversation. And um, when our episode with Hunter comes out, I'm going to make sure that I, I notify you an email. So the best way to join the email list if you're not on it yet is just to head to the website, freshstartfamilyonline.com and grab whatever freebie that I'm offering at that time. We always have something to gift you for free on the homepage of our website. Sometimes it's a free learning guide. Sometimes it's a free workshop. Right now, it's actually our free five-day Fresh Start Parenting Challenge, which is a mini course that we do every summer to help parents kick off summer strong, really feeling like they have a strong, full toolkit of respectful, connection-based tools to redirect misbehavior with grace, with dignity, um, and with firm kindness. So what we're studying during that free challenge, it's taking place from June 6th through 10th. So if you're listening right when this podcast episode comes out, go ahead and join us. Uh, Again, sign up over at freshstartfamilyonline.com. You can come in a few days late. It's very easy to catch up, you guys. These um, daily lessons are delivered via email, and they're just 10 minutes a day. Anybody on the planet can find time to watch or listen to a 10-minute lesson. They are short and sweet, but I'm going to help you understand the root causes of misbehavior so you can redirect your children's misbehavior with confidence, right? So instead of just saying, stop it, I'm going to teach you how to help your children have different actions and different behavior tomorrow. And it all really stems from understanding what the root cause of misbehavior is, why your children misbehave, the four categories of misbehavior, all that stuff, which is what we're studying this week. So if you happen to be listening like a long time from now, don't worry. You can still go to the homepage, freshstartfamilyonline.com, and you can still grab whatever free thing that we have at that time to hop on our email list. But that's really where I get to be in communication and and really um, touch base with you. And so those of you who are on the email list, um, you know, it's just, it's very special to me, that community. So thank you for listening, you guys. Like I said, go hop on the email list, join us for the free challenge this week. Uh, It really is life-changing, the results that families get just from doing these five days of mini lessons, and it's completely complimentary. So freshstartfamilyonline.com. And without further ado, help me welcome um, Hunter to the show. I know you're going to love this episode so much. Make sure you go give her some love and support the work that she's doing out in the world because she is incredible and she's really spreading a lot of life, a lot of light. Okay, enjoy. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! Well, hey there, families, and welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I am here today with Hunter Clarkfields, who is a mindful mama mentor and author, And we are so excited to talk today about how curiosity can really, really benefit us in our parenting walk. So welcome to the show, Hunter. I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, glad to be here, Wendy. Thanks. Yes. Okay. Well, this is 
Such a good topic. I know we're just going to have such a great conversation. I was really excited um, when I found your work and was really looking forward to talking. I, when I look at your work, I'm like, gosh, we could talk about a lot of things, right? I feel like we have similar hearts for serving and helping families. Um, but when you had thrown out this idea, I thought, gosh, this is going to be really good for parents to hear because it is such a powerful topic and a powerful tool that we can use as parents. But before we get into our subject of the day, um, Hunter, will you just tell us a little bit about your background and how you became um, so passionate about what you do and tell us about your work and, and how you got here? Sure. I, I, I got into parenting in sort of an odd way in that it was like the thing I was worst at. I think I was really <laughs> bad at it. Yes. I was struggling and I was, you know, I was struggling particularly with the yelling and with my temper that came out when my daughter was like 18 months old, started, you know, walking and talking back. And it, and it was exactly what I didn't want. And yet I felt like really powerless to change it. It, because yeah. it was like the exact opposite of what I wanted yet. I couldn't just choose to stop. Like I wasn't like, I could be like, okay, I'm choosing. Cause you don't choose to yell. You don't choose to scare your kids. And so you can't choose to stop either. So it's like, there's, it's this weird thing where it's like the, it's not your fault, but it's your responsibility. So I had to take that. And I really dove into learning, um, about parenting and, and better parenting tactics. And then there I came, became very frustrated because I couldn't, you know, a lot of great people would say, just, you know, respond this way. And there'd be great ways to respond that totally flew out of my brain completely whenever I was kind of stressed or losing it. And so I, I really saw that there was a need to bring, I had started studying mindfulness and I'd started practicing. I, I realized I needed to bring it back because, you know, there's something that happens with the brain, right? Like there, we, the, it's lovely to give great advice on how to respond to your kids, but it's literally useless if your stress response is activated because you're not accessing your whole brain. And that's where mindfulness comes into the picture where it really, it's pretty amazing that the brain scans show it, 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 it makes the prefrontal cortex that higher order thinking part of our brain thicker and stronger. It, it shrinks the like, Oh crap. Oh, I'm threatened part of the brain. And so we needed these pieces, like how do we steady our hearts and minds? How do we become less reactive? Like that needed to come together with how to talk. And that's kind of where what mindful parenting brings together. And it all came together because I needed it so desperately. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I feel like so many of us who are educators and coaches in this space, we have that similar story, right? Where we were kind of brought to our knees and then we mm -hmm. found this path. And it's, I love um, how all of us found a slightly different path, right? But they all lead to the same place, that connected um, ability to like figure out what's underneath all of those triggers and all the things, right? All the things that um, we help our students with. So what did you end up pursuing, Hunter? Was it... Um, was it like just books or did you find a class or did you just self-teach yourself? Did you go back to school? Like what did that path look like for you on your journey? Oh, I did all kinds of things. Like my bookshelf is a little outrageous, of course, but <laughs> yeah. I, um, 
I've, I'm now, you know, I'm like a certified mindfulness meditation teacher. I became certified in parent effectiveness training, communication skills. I read on everything I could go to. I went to conferences. It was a little crazy, all the things that I've done in the past number of years, but, um, but it seems, you know, it's incredibly important. You know, I feel like we have these, these patterns that are just unhealthy. Right. And then we just don't, we perpetuate them because we don't know and we don't practice to change it, you know, or we, we don't have the support to change and, um, and it can make a huge difference in our lives. Like it's made a huge difference in my life. Like that I actually have good relationships with my daughters who are now one's on the cusp of teenagehood and the other is a teen and, and we get along, which I really was not on the path of getting along with my oldest daughter when things were going bad. It was not looking good for a while and, and, and we're good, you know, and, and I've seen it, I've seen it like help so many people. So it it just is like, I don't know, you know, we need to understand our biology and we need to understand that, you know, our, ourselves and, and, you know, and use these tools that are out there, but just not maybe widely known to, to start to shift things. Yes. And how old were your girls when you realized like, oh, dang, I got to do something different. I want to start saying yes to conferences or whatever it was in your path. Like what was that age frame for you? Well, when my daughter Maggie was two is when I started like to realize like, oh, things are not like looking good because she was always really intense and it was really pretty challenging from the beginning. But when she was two, I really started to see like if things came to a head Um, and I started studying and reading then and I started blogging about at that time. Um, I've also certified as a yoga teacher and I was teaching yoga and I realized like one of the initial major insights I had was that I am total crap. If I don't take care of myself, you know, like that, that is really like, that was a a, a real important initial insight. And so I started to blog and, and write about that and write about honestly about my failures. And, and that's kind of started me on this path of then learning more and, and sharing more and et cetera. And now you know, there's a whole, now I'm teaching other people to teach mindful parenting all around the world. It's crazy. We've got people teaching it in their communities in like Australia and in Montana and in California. It's cool. You know, it's wild. Oh my gosh. That is so exciting. Congratulations on that. Yeah. We just launched our certification program too. And as I was working with my community manager, we, I was like in tears creating the manual. Cause I'm like, I can't believe we're here, right? Like we're here. Not only did we follow the path and help our own families, but now we get to help and train and mentor other people to go teach this work, right? And it's such an amazing feeling. Uh, and what a journey, right? What a journey. So yeah. your girls are 11 and 14 now. Was it the oldest one that was about two when you found it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and is she the one, do, does she in particular like have a pretty strong will? Um, yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> She's yes. Like- Highly sensitive kiddo. <laughs> yep. That's my Stella. So Stella who's 14 now. She was three when I found the work. So she was three. The baby was, uh, I guess Stella was almost three. She was three and a half and, and Taryn was um, one. He had just been born. That's when I found it. So yeah, we have similar journeys and realizing like, oh, this is not how we want to do things. And thank God for whoever invited us or whatever ad popped up or whatever got put in front of us that we said yes to like, thank God for that. Right. So, okay. Well, um, let's talk about curiosity. So, um, 
tell me, tell me a little bit more about why you're so passionate about helping families utilize this tool in such a great capacity and why you think it's such a missing aspect in so many families. Sure. I mean, so curiosity is one of the essential attitudes of mindfulness. You know, it's the idea curiosity is on the opposite side of the spectrum of judgment. You know, if we are judging, we are closed off, we have decided we are not open-minded, we have decided what something is or who something is or how something is gone. And curiosity is the opposite. It's non-judgment. It's the idea of being open, um, looking with fresh eyes, wondering who you are today in this moment, you know, and I, there's a, a saying that like, you can't step in the a same river twice. And, but the tr- same is true for our children. I mean, really ourselves, like the yes. idea that we are these patterns, right? Like we are these perpetuating patterns that are ever changing. They're dynamic, right? We're not, mm. I'm not the same person I was when I was four. And the same thing is true. I don't even have any of the same cells even like it's crazy. Right. But the wow. same is true with our kids that they in in a, in a sped up experience, right? Where they are completely different and they're different in each moment. And we tend to, what our brains are not, you know, they are wired for survival, right? Or we are all, everything is optimized for survival. So the brain wants to conserve its energy, conserve its, its budget of salts and glucose and things like that. And so the, what the brain likes to do is to take shortcuts uh, this looks like this the way it was before. So I'm just going to assume it's that. And that's really good <laughs> in some ways. Yeah. Like we're not deciding afresh whether to brush our teeth every morning. But um, but with our kids, like this is just is our tendency, right? That we tend to, um, we have a natural negativity bias, but we also tend to uh, take shortcuts in the brain. And we we believe our thoughts. We something pops to mind, a judgment, which is totally natural and totally normal. That a judgment pops to mind. Oh, look at my child! Like there, he, he, you know, he hit his sister, and gosh, he's like, um, he's being a mean kid. He's yeah. he he can't handle stuff. You know, we we make these these um these judgments, really, it's our brain is trying to predict what's happening, but it's taking shortcuts. And so when our this natural tendency to sh- take shortcuts just kind of shakes out, we end up not seeing reality. We end up seeing these labels and judgments that our brain has made rather than um, being open and curious to like, who are you right now? What are you needing right now? I wonder what is going on right now. Are you hungry? Are you tired? All of yeah. those things we need to be curious about. We tend to not do that. So that's why this, this attitude and practice that, you know, we cultivate in the practice of mindfulness, it, it feeds us in so many ways because we're not, we don't, we tend not to just like jump or we notice the judgment and we can step back and say, ah, I'm judging. <laughs> let me, let me, let me get a little curious here instead. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so good. And it, it's so, I want to ask you this before we even go any further, because there's so much I want to um, add to that. That's amazing. But 
Will you start us? I forgot to, I should have asked you this at the beginning, Hunter, but will you just start us off with your definition of mindfulness? I swear, mindfulness has been one of those things that, you know, I've been doing life coaching and and positive parenting work for 10 years now. And I swear, I still, maybe it's because I'm such a busybody. I'm like learning to like do one thing at a time. I'm like a multitasker. I'm like a habit breaker in that area. I'm trying to learn a different way. But the idea of mindfulness, and we've had a lot of mindfulness experts on the show, but I still, there's gotta be other people out there, um, with me that are like, tell me what you mean, because I know I have a mind <laughs> and I know it's full. <laughs> I'm like, what is like just the, the basic essence of like mindfulness? Sure. And maybe this will help. Um, I mean, mindfulness is like a state, right? But one of the, in, the um, in, I believe it's in the Chinese characters. This is what I've been taught. I can't actually read Chinese characters. Yeah. <laughs> what what in the Chinese characters, the char- the um, sign for um, mind and heart are the same. And the idea of mindfulness is the idea of present mind or heart. So you can almost think of it as present heart or heartfulness even, not just mindfulness. In the West, mm. we tend to make everything about the mind, right? But it really is about this idea of being present. So mindfulness is just a a state of intentionally uh, bringing your attention, right? Like bringing your attention to the present moment, to whatever is here, um, be it, you know, a conversation you're having or your breath or your child, bringing your attention to the present moment with an attitude of kindness and curiosity. So without, without judgment. So Mm. it's kind of not the way we are normally like, it's not our default mode. Our default mode is judgment. Our default mode is like jumping into the future 10 bazillion times a day. And our default mode is, um, you know, it's, 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 it's not Worry, it's a little anxious, fear, right? Yeah. Because anxious. we're just, yeah, we're, we're scanning for threats, right? Like we're, we're optimized for survival. So we, mm-hmm. mindfulness is about being present with, without, with kindness and curiosity, right? Practicing that. And, and it's not like we practice it, not to, not to like, you know, become like, you know, we're not necessarily become enlightened. Like we're not going to be always in the present moment forever and ever. We're never, you know, we're not, we're not trying to clear our thoughts or anything like that. The advice that those parenting experts gave me, like when I, my daughter was two, it always started with first pause. And it's like, well, how do you do that? Right. (laughs) How do you do that? (laughs) That's a pretty important question. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, 3-2-1 countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being, air quotes, mean to their sister or disrespecting you, 
but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you can end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. How do you do that? And so when we sit and practice mindfulness, we're aware of what's happening in the present moment. And we may notice things like, what are the, we may notice things like anxiety, like the sensations of tightness in the chest or the little tightness in the throat or the shoulders, right? And we practice to just notice it without judging it with curiosity. And we learn to we developed this ability. It's like a muscle you build to be able to be with all kinds of things that are not super comfortable and tolerate it and, and not act on it. Right. And that's the essence of how do you pause? And so it, yes. it really can give us this ability to pause. You don't do it to become a great meditator. Or maybe you can become enlightened. That's great. But like you do it so that you can pause so that you can actually like bring your attention to your child when you want to, rather than your, your mind just constantly like running the show, right? Like it's about kind of like taming the like crazy monkey a little bit. So that's sometimes when you want to, you can have control of your attention. And, yeah. and it's also to have the clarity to not believe everything you think <laughs> and to be a little yeah. bit more open-minded and to be bring that curiosity even to ourselves like why do I think this way why do I jump to why is that the judgment I think why do I think my child's manipulating me um mm -hmm. to bring to bring that objectiveness and curiosity and that little bit of distance and space into everyday life so it's like we're not like like 
we're normally like in a waterfall of like thoughts and feelings and everything feels like important. And, and it's just what, you know, and then, and a mindfulness practice helps us kind of step out in front and be like, Oh, that's a waterfall. (laughs) Does that make sense? That is one of the best descriptions I've ever heard. That's awesome. Thank you, Hunter. Because for me, I'm like, okay, I'm thinking I want a mind full of awareness and attention. And you said kindness and the opposite of judgment, which again, today we're talking about curiosity. Like that's what I want my mind full of, right? Like all the other stuff, the waterfall is such a great analogy and, and, and bringing the heart into it, right? Like, cause it, it is, it is such like, I think a foreign concept to so many of us who, even as a teacher of this stuff, like, you know, it's, it's just so interesting how, like you said, we are, it's almost like primal instinct to do the opposite. Right. And I think that become comes from like our survivor brain, right? Like if we think we're in danger, um, then we'll react and, and it'll be fast, but here we are, you know, long, long time after we're being chased by lions or, you know, in danger of starving. And we're still thinking that like an attitude or something else is like this intense danger and trigger. Right. So it's like, I love everything you just described about developing the practice of just stepping to the side and viewing the waterfall instead of like feeling like you have to be underneath of it and just getting beat down by it. That's my interpretation. Yeah, Yeah, no, you described it really well. It's like seeing what our defaults are and it doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. mean they all go away, you know, like, you you know, we still have like negative, you know, we can, but we can start to rewire the brain and, and rewire, reorient ourselves towards those things. So whatever, you know, that's the gift of like our, our neuroplasticity, our brain's ability to change that what we practice grows stronger. So when we practice bringing our attention back, that ability becomes stronger. When we practice being curious instead of jumping to a judgment, that becomes stronger. Sometimes I like to think about it like, like the, the defaults are like the super highway, you know, like they're like, they're just, those neurons have like been following those pathways forever. They're super like myelinated pathways in our brain and we grew up with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all like deep in there, but like, but what we can change it, we can start to shift and change it. And that's, that's the cool thing. I think when you think about the MRI studies that like literally like the connectivity in the MRI studies, they've shown that the connectivity between the amygdala, which are these like little, uh, there's like the seat of the fight, flight, or freeze response, right? They, the connectivity between that and the rest of the nervous system actually weakens after an eight week practice of mindfulness practice daily. So, I mean, it's like pretty awesome. It it literally shifts our defaults. Oh, so good. So good. Awesome. Yeah. Um, it's great to, to look at, as we're talking about mindfulness and curiosity specifically, um, it's great to look at what it does for us. Right. But I also think about what it does for kids too. Right. Um, and I feel like when you're curious with a kid, it, it is a heart opener. Like it is a conversation opener. It is a heart opener. Um, and it, it causes our kids to open instead of close. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, the idea of talking to kids with curiosity, right. And being open to who they are and what they are and what they think it's, 
really the ultimate of in acceptance, you know? And I think that our kids, you know, we all know like, yes, our kids need unconditional love, right? But what does that mean to be unconditional, right? It means to be curious about what's driving them, even in their bad moments, even in their wrong moments, or even in their like totally wacky moments, right? Like it's to be the idea of um, unconditional really ties into this idea of curiosity because curiosity is saying, oh, this is here. This is this is what I see right now. Isn't that interesting? Like, can I wonder about it rather than yep. this is wrong or this is bad or this is this is not a good way of going and we start to shut shut down and so our kids can feel that acceptance you know my kids are they open up to me about all kinds of stuff um and i think it's because my practice makes me a good listener i I want to know how they think and what's going on. And I'm curious about who they are and what they are. And I, of course, I like make judgments and I have labels in my head and I notice them and I can start to notice them and say, oh, okay, that's there now. But when I can start to pr practicing this, this curiosity, it really does make it so that they are free to be who they are. My oldest daughter um, came out to me as gay, uh, a little while ago last year. And it was so funny. Cause she was so like nonchalant about it. Like it was so <laughs> random. I came home after this, like incredibly like super stressful day. Um, and I came home and I wanted to get something in a room for something. And she had a big rainbow flag over her desk. And I was like, Hmm, well, right. <laughs> and then, so I was like, I think I like called it down from like the upstairs. I was like, Hey Maggie, are you a lesbian? And she was like, yeah, I thought you knew. <laughs> and I was like, okay. You know? And then she wanted to talk and talk and talk and talk. And it was so Aww. interesting. It was like, Oh, okay. You know, just oh this gosh. feeling of like, you're accepted. And, and, you know, there's definitely some stuff for me to process around that. You know, I had some things yeah. to process with that, but, um, but I think ultimately this idea of when we can practice curiosity, we, we cultivate our openness, our openness to, to, to whatever is going to arise because we are constantly surprised by our kids. That's for sure. Yes. Oh my gosh, that just story like just makes me want to cry because I think of all the kids that don't have that, right? Like have that consistent, they just know they're accepted. You know, yes, like as you said, the thoughts may come into our head, but you know, it's so beautiful to see that your family has this practice of like, that's your thoughts to work on, right? Like, and and just to 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 hear that story, it's just so beautiful. And, and to know that curiosity is the opposite of judgment. I think like every single family listening to, to be able to get away from judgment, like there's no human being that wants to be a judgment person. Like, I just don't believe that there is no, it just, it's not what I believe we're called to do as human. So curiosity gives us that, that different take of like, 
Um, it's not my place to judge. So instead, I'm going to become curious. It's it then exudes, like you said, that respect and acceptance, um, and it just allows our children to be comfortable and open. And like you, I agree with with the. Uh, um, I have a similar thing in our home with our two kids. I feel like it's crazy what they tell us. I'm like, wow, I did not tell my parents this when I was little. I did not, not little, a teenager. Like mm-hmm. there was not an open dialogue going on. And, you know, a lot of us will say, you know, everything was fine when we were growing up and lo- loved, had a beautiful, loving family, but there was something that wasn't there that is now here present in a lot of our homes that practice this work that is just different. And it's this level of acceptance and, and no, they, they can just, they know they're unconditionally loved. And it's, it's just the most beautiful thing when I hear that, because that's what every single person wants is their teenager to just talk to them, to not hide things, to know that they're unconditionally loved no matter what. And that's, that is a practice that takes work. And that is from years and years of you prioritizing this work in your heart and your mind and your home, that's the result of that experience with your daughter. Yeah. I and mean, that is not the common thing, like, right. For, I know we all not. think that it's normal for teens and to be like rebellious and to be mean and evil and you know, my daughter has her moments. Like, trust me, she's got some <laughs> yeah. hormonal moments. That's for sure. But, um, but it doesn't have to be that way. And I think that yeah. that's, it, it's, it's, it's a myth that that's something that they have to go through. I think that, you know, and this matters, this conversation is really, really important. Not if you had, not only if you have teens right now, but especially maybe if you have like really young kids, because when you can be curious and, and listen and practice to be present and listen to them when they're like four and they're babbling on about my little pony or whatever it is. Yeah. And you're like, I, you know, I don't know who Twilight Sparkle is, but anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, those are the, that's when you're planting the seeds and that's when you're practicing. And that's when you're planting the seeds of a strong relationship when you have teens. So it's really important to kind of think about what do I, what kind of relationship do I want when my child is a teen? Because you plant those seeds now. I mean, I think of, you know, parenting isn't a, like a control manipulation structure. It's a relationship, you know, where you're taking somebody who doesn't know a lot about the world and you're modeling how to be in the world and you're, you know, all of those things, but it ultimately is a relationship. And I want to, I want a relationship with my daughter. That's going to be strong for the rest of our lives. Like hope, I will hope, know her hopefully for all of my life. Right. Yeah. And I want that strong relationship. And that is definitely something I did not have like in my own family or with my own father. You know what I mean? Like there was a good decade after I left college that it was really strained and it was all because of how difficult it was when I was a teenager, you know, and, yeah. and that though, and it wasn't because of, I mean, it, it was because of this, the way that they were parenting me. Right. Like, so, yeah. you know, when we can start to just start to dig in and start to uncover and start to practice, to be less reactive, practice to steady our hearts and our minds and our nervous systems. Right. Then we can, we can listen, we can be present. We can, you know, we can be curious. We can, you know, look at our kids with fresh eyes. 
Yes. Yep. And the curiosity doesn't mean that you're not going to teach and mentor, right? Like it, it's, it's just about in that moment, like mentoring your children to understand that you are a safe place, that there's unconditional love and acceptance. And also that people make mistakes, right? Like there are mistakes that are made, whether, um, you know, whatever it is, but like getting curious and, and, um, you know, kind of almost neutralizing yourself and developing this practice it does not mean you're going to become permissive or passive. Like there is absolutely a million times to teach in calm times and um, say, hey, thank you so much for sharing that with me earlier. Or um, I want to I want to chat more about this. Like now that I've had a little bit of time to like think about it, um, I want you to understand why this is important to me. And I want to support you on how you're going to figure out how to not hit your sister anymore when you're mad. And it makes total sense that you're mad. Thank you for sharing me with me earlier, why you're so mad at her. Like there's just so many assumptions that get in our way of being that creative parent to be able to teach in a calmer time with like effectiveness, right? When they're in that logical state of their brain, when we're in that logical part of our brain. Um, But the, the judgment and the like, Smackdown, which is the opposite of curiosity, it just halts that creativity. And then later, we're just pissed going to bed instead of being empowered that we're able to sit down and have a conversation with our children and like have some a real strong plan of action on how we're going to mentor them to have different behavior tomorrow. And it's not always behavior, right? Like with your daughter, it's not like there's nothing to mentor there and sit down with her about. It's just a thank you for sharing your heart with me. Thank you for just being you. Right. But most parents were talking about like a lot of times it's the, there's a misbehavior that we're trying to respond to with curiosity a lot of times. Absolutely. I mean, like you're, you're absolutely right. Like I was talking to a mindful parenting member yesterday and we were talking, we're kind of breaking down a situation that went bad. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night, knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of 
bad parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions. FreshStartFamilyOnline.com forward slash firm and kind. In their house. And the the where where the situation went bad, um, his, his uh, son, who's, I forget how old he was, he was younger. Anyway, his son uh, like dropped his, the leftovers of the really good pasta uh, plate on the floor on you know on the floor it cracked everywhere pasta went everywhere this kid's like totally upset because not only is his favorite leftover pasta going being totally destroyed and there's none left but also the neighbor happens to be over there at the house at the time is like witnessing this so there's a whole bunch of embarrassment that's going on Mm -hmm. so in that moment the kid's totally upset storming off to the room in that moment that's where if we're able to write like if we're able to regulate our own feelings <laughs> we're able to calm ourselves down and we can dig in for some curiosity we can say okay i wonder what's going on with my child right if we can dig in like in a real difficult moment like that and say i wonder like ah you know and if we can, might be able to even say i bet I bet he's, he's upset. Maybe he's embarrassed. Like we might be able to guess a bunch of those things, or we could go to our child and instead of saying, what's wrong with you, you can't leave all that puzzle over the ground, get back down here, pick up the puzzle right away. We say, oh my God, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right. We can just acknowledge that that was a banana situation. And and if we can bring that idea of curiosity into that moment, say, oh, you know, just acknowledging what's going on, then there's space for our child to let us know. And then if we can understand, then when we can understand a situation fully, then we have more information for how to address what to what they need to learn in that moment, right? How we need to rectify the situation, you know? So it it really even helps in any, in the difficult moments where we may need to hold some boundaries about cleaning up some pasta, right? So it's incredibly important. And let's just, let's just riff on some ideas on curiosity statements here real quick. Cause I feel like this will be a huge takeaway for listeners. So, um, Hey, uh, what happened? Like in this situation, right? It's like, Hey, how are you feeling right now? Like, how are you doing? Um, what's going on for you? Um, tell me, like, how's your heart? How's your mind? What What was it? Do you think that caused it to slip out of your hands? Um, what do you need support with? Well, we could do all of those things, but sometimes, and the, sometimes they can be received really well, and sometimes, and especially a, a very heightened situation, it may be received as like, "Don't interrogate me." Right. Mm, So sometimes it's actually helpful to just guess, to say, just open, like, just use a door opener. Like, oh my gosh, that was a crazy situation. Whoa. And just stop. 
just listen. Oh, there's my daughter home. She's pulling in the trash can. Thank you, honey. Uh, nice. <laughs> Yay. 15 year olds are bringing the trash on their own. I know. So the audio is coming through. That's what's happening. It's good news. Um, but yeah, we can, if we can just like open the door and then listen, and that's sometimes the hardest part. Cause then we have to sit, we have to wait a couple beats and then we're in a place where it's a little uncomfortable, right? We might be in a moment of silence. We might feel like we have to jump in and fill up that silence, right? A lot of us feel like we have to fill up silent moments. I'm so that person. Oh my gosh. I am such a silent filler. (laughs) (laughs) And that may be like that part of that is like just habit, right? Like it's a habit energy. And part of it is like, it feels a little uncomfortable in that moment. So that's where, again, a practice a mindfulness meditation practice can, we can sit and say, ah, okay, this is what this feels like. It's safe for me to feel this feeling of a moment of silence. It's, you know, it's, it's, I've, I've done it before. I'm okay with it. Right. Like we have that practice and then we can just be that curiosity. We don't have to necessarily have a a specific words to say. That's so cool. This concept that you're talking about. So the, when you're like, if you were to go up to your kid in this situation and just say, Whoa, that was bananas and sit next to him on his bed. You're almost holding the space of curiosity of like, you know, like how are we going to get through this together? Like, but you don't have to speak it. It's just like, you know, it's like a, it's like a, that's so interesting to me because I'm always like wanting to put words and steps to something, but this is almost just holding the space or energy of curiosity of like, you know, what will happen next? You know, Mm -hmm. what, what will, what do you need support with? But you're not speaking it. You're just, I wonder what he'll need support with, or I wonder what he wants to say, or I wonder what, like, it's more of a, an, an inside internal dialect while you're freaking out. Cause the kids, the neighbors downstairs, the dog is about to eat the broken glass. And like, that's, that's my, right. I feel like in my yeah, community, yeah, you might need to go get the glass before the dog breaks it, you, you know, eats it. Yes. If, that, if that situation is really going down, right. You want to make yep. sure your, your dog is safe, but, um, but yeah, and you might have some needs too, right. You may need your kid to come and clean up this mess that they made inadvertently, but we don't need to be punitive about it. Um, you know, we can listen, we can hold that space. If our child isn't, you know, we sit for a couple beats and our child isn't, is like totally clammed up because that's their freeze response, right? They're in a fight flight or freeze response. We might then make some more guesses like, wow, I bet that was really embarrassing with our neighbor there. Uh, and all that food everywhere. And then you might wait a few more beats. You might, you know, it's about being curious in that moment. What do you need? Maybe you need to, you know, you might, you know, you might need some sigh breaths, like which are a great release. And when you do that, your kid may notice you doing that, catch on like, oh, this is good, right? Like our emotions are are contagious (laughs) and we can start to like steady ourselves and then, you might say, well, we got to go clean that up, buddy. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it stinks, but we got to clean that up. Right. So it, it's really about being present. And this idea of being curious is like, okay, can I check in with myself? Can I check in with my kid? Can I be open to what is here? Yeah. And I'm trying to imagine what some of my students would say right now to ask you. So I'm going to ask you, 
do you recommend like maybe a practice of journaling or something? Because uh, many of my students and including myself in the past and even still to this day at some, some points, um, not as much anymore, but when you're like sitting there next to your child, trying to do that whole thing, like the mind is on attack, like this, like all, everything that you said, right. Like, and what I'm hearing from you is that it's a practice to develop the awareness of those thoughts. Right. So that's part of the mindfulness practice, right. It's like, okay, like I'm just, I'm going to sit and be, be chill here, but like my mind is going nuts. Like, wow. Mm. Let, let me write down some of those thoughts that are happening. And then maybe in a calmer time, I can dig into like, what could be underneath of those or what's happening there, but it's the awareness, but the thoughts are like a bit of an attack. Right. So it's like the, I just can see my students being like, this is great. Like Hunter, even being with you, I'm like, I'm just going to like relax and breathe. But then in a call, like in a triggered time, um, like when the pedals to the metal and your mind is going nuts. Can you give us just a little bit more there on like yeah, what you yeah, do yeah. with those thoughts? So you don't need to process them out loud with your kid. Your kid's not your therapist, right? right? And we don't want to do that. Yeah. So we we may have some thoughts and things we want to process. We may need a friend or a journal or something that we want to process later. Um, so that's what you mentioned is really good, right? Because we got these thoughts here. But in the meantime, we're practicing to come back to being present to just kind of holding space and to being Mm. practicing to calm ourselves and calm our own stress response so that maybe even our kid can borrow some of our calm, right? Because our kids, and we all do this, not just kids, but human beings regulate our emotions through each other. So if you can calm yourself, you're doing a favor for your kid, right? So how do you do that? Um, the thoughts are going bananas, right? Like, oh my God, the neighbor kid. Oh my God, this. Oh my God, that. My kid's out of control. He's too emotional. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. never going to make friends. Why is he so like, why mm-hmm. like, whoa, is like dad's going to kill him when he finds out he broke his perfect plate. Like this is insane. <laughs> the kid just needs to yeah, yeah, like yeah. stop being so emotional. All those thoughts. So what there's a practice in mindfulness we call noting. And noting is just noting what is arising in the present moment. So we can also be mindful of our thoughts. So we might notice, oh, judgment. Oh, fear. Oh, anxiety. Look, ah, hello. Hello, judgment. Hello, fear. Hello, anxiety. We do this silently. Love that. And it's wonderful because when you notice something like that, it, it instantly stops the like rumination cycle. Because oh you just God, you just so cut good. that rumination cycle, boom! It just interrupting it, just noticing it, interrupts it by itself, and you just drop that that cycle, and it'll come right back, boom, 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 like a bunch of them, like you said. Yeah. And you just notice, oh, judging, I'm worried, fear, okay. And then you, when you notice those things, and you say, okay, I'll come back to the present, and I, okay, what do I, what am I noticing? My chest is tight. My I got a lump in my throat. How can I calm? What are some tools I can do to calm myself, right? Like my nervous system, you know, if we understand about the nervous system, we know our nervous system's going crazy. So, you know, those deep breaths are cliche because they work. They're teaching them to the Navy SEALs in active duty, right? So they can yeah. make six slow deep breaths. You just exhale longer than you inhale, breathe in through the nose for four, breathe out through the mouth for eight, for six right? Just longer than you inhale. You can like 
side out, you know, you might kind of, you know, I would, if you're trying to sit with your kid, I wouldn't like do anything crazy, like jump up and like shake it out or anything like that. Especially if they're a teenager. You know, yeah, yeah. None of that stuff, but definitely practice some of those slow, deep breaths or some side breaths or anything you need to help calm yourself down and be present and bring yourself back to a place where you can use your whole brain. Ah, so good. Hello, fear. (laughs) Hello, anxiety. I I cannot wait to use this. And and in the Fresh Start Family community, we do so much work around emotional literacy, right? Like understanding, because I find that so many uh, adults, right? Like most none of us were taught emotional literacy when we were young. So when like when I teach, you know, parents how to redirect revenge misbehavior, which is rooted in the feeling of hurt, a lot of them I can tell, and beginning me too in the beginning. Um, like we don't even realize, we don't even understand what hurt is. We think it's anger a lot, but it's actually hurt. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love the, the act of like developing the emotional literacy, like, Oh, this is sadness. Oh, this is scared. This is hurt. This is angry. Like, but it's adding the hello just lightens it. And it just, and you, and you said the act is called noting. Yep. Just noting noting what is arising here in this moment. And we can do it if we have a, if like some big stuff goes down, like, and you need to process some stuff, there's actually some research on like dealing with our ruminative thoughts that talks about how we can do this for ourselves, right? Like we can say, I had a real difficult time a little while ago and I had to like walk out down the street, sit by the bridge and breathe. And eventually I, I, and if you have a moment and you're, you know, not in a place where people are going to think you're crazy, you're alone, you can say yeah. like, hello, you can say it out loud. Hello, yeah. fear. Hello, sadness. I see you there. Right. And you might even touch a hand to your heart, you know, just offer yourself that compassion that you need. Oh my gosh. It's so good. I literally cannot wait to practice that. Awesome. Okay. Well, I mean, I think we've covered so much Hunter. This has been such a beautiful conversation and um, I'm just so grateful for your work. I think uh, what you teach just adds the most beautiful layer um, and is so complimentary to everything we do here at Fresh Start Family. So thank you for being a light in the world. Thank you for um, all your tools and mindset and strategies. And I love how you um, talk about the science too, right? Like those, it's proven, the stuff is proven to help us um, be mindful, self-regulate, be able to teach our children that. Because if we want our children to be able to be mindful adults and self-regulated adults and confident and all the things, um, we have to show them how, right? So it really does start with us and your work is just awesome. So thank you. And amen, sister. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, so tell listeners where they can find you and, um, where they can get your book and all the good stuff. Sure. Um, my book, Raising Good Humans, is anywhere books are sold. It's an audiobook, all that stuff. Um, and you might like the Mindful Mama podcast uh, as an audio listener. And everything is at mindfulmamamentor.com. And you can find me at Mindful Mama Mentor most places too. Awesome. And we have a link to a free month of Audible on the website, you guys. So that would be a great way to get Hunter's book um, and dive into that. So 
Awesome, Hunter. Well, thank you again for being here. Thank you so much for your work and being a light in the world. And um, listeners, go give Hunter some love and um, find out more about her work. For links and more info about everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 131. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, discipline toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kids' worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.